We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Courtside with Christy and Gabe. I am Christy Winter Scott, joined as always right next to me right here with a box of popcorn is Gabe Ibrahim. We are here bringing it to you once again for the Her Hoop Stats Broadcast Network. And we have so much to talk about as usual, Gabe, and wow, I cannot believe that the WNBA season is completed. I, I just know. can't believe it. It just it, zoomed on by. It felt like it took like three weeks and or three years, right? Like it felt like it lasted <laughs> forever and it felt like it was, it went by in a blink of an eye. Um, yeah. And I'm sad, you know, I'm, it's like a, just a bittersweet, right? Like the season was great. We have a new champion in the Seattle storm. Uh, they were an incredible basketball team all season. We saw some great basketball, and uh, you know, and I'm kind of happy we get to take a breath now. But now it's like, well, the WNBA is gone for I know until until fe- like January, February yeah. is when we'll start seeing stuff because that's when the draft. We don't know when the draft lottery is going to be, but it seems like it'll be sometime in December, or then January, maybe the draft. So we don't know exactly what's going to happen, and the free agency right. starts in February. So. Yeah. It's just it's 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 bittersweet. It's a it's a bittersweet um, time, um, and yes. also just like to be clear to everyone, like we're not actually right next to each other. We're doing. Oh yeah, same. we're not. We're socially distant. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing it over technology. Zoom. Yeah, we're zooming. We're zooming. <laughs> uh, but yeah, our voices are are right next to each other, so that's about that. <laughs> yeah, and you go and you can always check us out too on Twitter, where you can where it'll feel like we're right next to you. See that we always right. forget to plug, we always forget to plug the Twitter. So I'm on Twitter at Gabe underscore Ebre. Oh. You can follow her hoop stats on Twitter at her hoop stats. A fantastic uh, Twitter. Uh, our our fearless leader Aaron Barzlai actually just told us that we got 3.3 million Twitter impressions during wow. the WNBA season. Mm-hmm. Three point how many million? 3.3 million. 3.3 million hits on Twitter. We love it. Thank yes. you all. Wow. Her hoops. What about you, Christy? Where can the people find you on the social medias? I am on the social medias. I am on the Twitter. On Twitter, at Christy, C-H-R-I-S-T-Y, not with an I, although if they put that on my Starbucks cup, I still drink my coffee, <laughs> but it's with a Y. So it's Christy W. Scott 51 and that's both on Twitter and IG. So it's all hoops all the time for me. I love it. And, you know, Twitter has just been fantastic. Wow, I, I can't get over that. 3.3 million hits. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. He he sent out a whole thing. Um, let's see. We had uh, 
we published 26 podcasts over the season. So that's mm. like 26 hours of you guys listening to us. Uh, <laughs> we got, we, we tweeted like 2000 times. Just so just a lot of stuff wow. is coming at you from her hoop stats. I can't recommend enough that you, okay. uh, you get on our, our, our systems here because we are having a blast. Yes, um, we are. Yeah, and and unfortunately though, last night was not a blast for the <laughs> Las Vegas Aces. Ooh, they got Man. beat down, uh, ninety-two <laughs> to fifty-nine. Uh, Storm just just completely, you know, it, it wasn't a wire-to-wire win. The Aces no. held steady for the first quarter, and then mm-hmm. it just kind of went downhill from there. But uh, Christy, I mean, like, what, what more can we say about the Seattle team? Now, how great are they? Oh, man, man, listen. I mean, you called it. You said Seattle. I thought the Vegas Aces. I thought that they had a, a little gleam in their eye, uh, you know, and I thought they were going to have a little bit more consistency, if you will. I think the way the Aces started out in Game Three, especially with Asia Wilson kind of finding mm-hmm. her rhythm and double teams and and still being able to score and I just thought she was being extremely intentional and that's what you want to see, especially from the MVP of the league. And, you know, you know, she's going to see and and understand how to make those reads out of double and triple coverages or, or double and a half coverages, but um, you know, they just couldn't sustain it. And I think they were just missing that, that third level of scoring, which is from the three point line, I think throughout yes. the whole series. But when you're playing a team like Seattle, I mean, in game two, when Seattle had 33 assists, Gabe, I'm just like, that's a well-oiled machine. And then when you look at it, they basically had, like Stewie said after the game last night, that, hey, we're the only team that basically brought back everybody healthy. And we had our core back basically from our 2018 championship mm. team. Um, but with a, an Achilles, you never really know how players are going to respond. But wow, Brianna Stewart was just <laughs> a machine. She was a machine. But then Sue Bird, I mean, she's going to be 40 years old in just about a minute. Yep. And I mean, not to harp on that, uh, but we have talked about that on her Instagram live with Diana Taurasi. Uh, she said, it's going to come up because that's the reality of the moment. So the questions are going to come to me about my age, but it's not just about that. I mean, she said that she doesn't cheat the game and that she stays in condition on purpose. Uh, everything that she does, she has to do it double time and, and you know, just to maintain her not only her, her physical abilities, but to keep mm-hmm. her mental awareness sharp and, and staying in the game with these, the, these young kids in their 20s who she's competing against night in and night out. So, I mean, just kudos to, to Seattle to do what they did um, in the playoffs, being undefeated this season, just kind of tearing through it and, and taking home the nets. I, I just think it was incredible to watch. It was pretty basketball. It's what mm-hmm. you want to see. It's what I hope a lot of college and high school and travel programs, AAU teams, I hope they were watching that, seeing the model of teamwork. Yes, you have fantastic players in terms of their skill, like with, you know, obviously Jewel Lloyd playing in those old Mamba shoes and, and yeah. the stories behind that. And, but the, just the way they were able to work together and Clark just being that glue player all season long, on both sides, especially when Bird was out um, for those handful of games early on. So they just had so many players to complement each other. And and that's what you want to see. That's what the great teams have. They have the depth, but they also have the selflessness. And I think that part of the game doesn't get talked about enough. Yeah. You talk about bucket getters. Uh, you know, can you get me a bucket? You know, but can you get me a good pass? <laughs> I think yes. that's what you saw from the Seattle Storm. It's incredible to think that this team is greater than the sum of its parts because it, the parts are so incredible. And, yeah. you know, we're, say, we're saying that they swept the Las Vegas Aces and they, mm-hmm. and they, beat, they beat them down last night. And yeah. that's a good team. That's a really, really good team yeah. that made it through a lot to get to this point. Mm-hmm. And they just mopped them up. And, and, you know, like, yes, like you said, like Brianna Stewart coming back and being better after an Achilles injury Honestly. is incredible. 
Yes. Sue Bird at 40 years old, what she's doing is incredible. Jewel mm-hmm. Lloyd has had one of the best postseasons. I want to go back and check to make – I think this is probably the best postseason of her career. You have yeah. Alicia Clark, who is is always Alicia Clarking, right? Like she's always doing the things <laughs> that you – that every – Every old school basketball fan, and even new school basketball fan, like you have sure. to love Alicia Clark. Natasha Absolutely. Howard showed up in a big way. In the, she but sure then did. You, but they are better together. And that, to me, is such a, a statement to who these players are as people, yes. who they are as players, how, mm-hmm. how, how well they think about this game and how much they, they say whatever it takes to make, to make this team the best version of itself. Yep. And it, it's it, – uh, signal as to how good this organization is, right? Mm-hmm. When you look at the Storm, they now have titles in 2004, in 2010, in 2018, and 2020. Yes. Sue Bird's a part of all four of those. She becomes a, the third player in NBA or WNBA history to win titles in three different decades, yeah. um, alongside Tim Duncan and John Sally, which is a very <laughs> weird group of people. But... <laughs> That well, well, that's a yeah, that's a different thing. <laughs> but you look at how strong this organization is, and to me, it's just it, it's so impressive how they got. Yeah, they have all the pieces, and yeah, you you always need talent to win, but you got to take that talent and transform it into something that is bigger than themselves. And that's exactly yes. what they showed us every at every single turn this season. They showed us that they were more than just a collection of great athletes mm-hmm. they were a team that worked together yes. to make that happen and you know again no shade to the aces aces did no. a great job the they aces did. need to get to where the storm are that takes mm-hmm. a lot of time that takes a lot of time yeah. that takes a lot of effort that takes a lot of sacrifice and the storm did it and you, you just have to tip their hat to them and say that's the best team there was this year and they deserve this title and i, I think they're I, I just can't say enough about how good this team is yeah, and I, I saw a clip today on Twitter, and uh, it was when Jenny Buchik was the head coach at mm-hmm. Seattle, and Bird and Stewie were on the team, and she was talking about, hey, you know, nobody thinks you're very good right now, but that doesn't mean it's going to always be like that. So I just thought that was just kind of a, a profound moment to understand mm-hmm. the process that this team had to go to to get to where they have been the last three seasons in the WNBA winning two titles in those three years. So when you have a team like Seattle who has big time leaders, you know, like Sue Bird, I mean, I, you know, you see the list of accolades and championships and, and just the winning culture that she expects of herself, number one, but that she brings to the table and, and then expects it from her teammates as well. I think that was the, the X factor, that was the unwritten uh, rule for Seattle this season mm-hmm. was the experience. And I know last time we were talking last week and you said, you know, decide between who you feel is going to win the, the series. And I thought, you know, sometimes that youthful exuberance and, and not having that experience can get you over the edge sometimes just yeah. because you're just going to put your head down and you're going to plow through it and you just never know. Right. And I thought Vegas had that going for them. But I also said that it was it would be tough, you know, with a team like Seattle that has that experience. But you can't you can't just hand somebody the experience. They have yeah. to go through it. Got to go through it to get to it. And, and I always say that too, like, you know, but this is a, a team in Las Vegas that definitely learned a lot, especially Asia Wilson. And I saw the comment that um, Someone said that she was overrated, and, and yeah, Asia that's... Wilson responded and said, bet, uh, and that's it, B-E-T, <laughs> with the period. And I was like, uh-oh, somebody's coming, uh, going right into the gym, like, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that Dawn Staley also said, uh, we saw what happened last time, you know, that she was denied a championship. She turned right back around and, and got it done at South Carolina. So, I, I think there's a lot to be said for, for missing it at first, and and then now you know what to expect in that moment. And I think yep. Vegas will be more prepared, you know, with, with Cam Beige possibly coming back and then Plum coming back healthy. And, you know, I think they really missed Erica Hamby, you know, and, and that rotation yeah, that and that position, that, that was big. And I think not just for her offensive abilities and, and production, but her glass work and defense. I think they clearly missed that. And um, her ability to stretch the floor 
as well. They needed somebody to knock down threes consistently, and they just did not have that. Yeah, and then let's take a second to talk about um, kind of what's next for these teams too, because I think you alluded to it, like Asia's going to come back stronger. She was the MVP this season. I don't know what the hell she's going to do next season, but I know she's going to be better because I'm, I, I do not, whoever said that about Asia Wilson, like, you know, she was, she was looking for it too. She, she went, she searched her name and she scrolled until she found someone saying something bad about her. Cause that's, that's the type of player she is. When you're, when you're that level of player, Mm -hmm. when you're that level of athlete, I think to a certain extent, you're looking for those things. Yeah. Get you going, and that's that. That'll get her get back in the gym, like you're saying, uh, yep. as soon as possible. But the Aces do have a summer here where there's a lot of choices that are going to have to be made. Uh, obviously, Asia Wilson's coming back. Um, right. Kelsey Plum is coming back, huge for them. Uh, and yep. Kelsey Plum is going to have, you know, some new. She, I, I think Kelsey. We we're going to see a different Kelsey Plum too because mm-hmm. when you get injured, and we hope that she's back 100. percent I think we can kind of safely assume that considering her age and, and how good we are with medicine. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Kelsey is going to come also back with an experience of being a grad assistant in Arkansas, seeing, right. the, seeing the game from a different angle. Mm-hmm. That's going to be very useful to her. So Kelsey's coming back. So, and then Derek is on contract. Um, Angel's on contract. Th- those people are coming back. I think they have right. some decisions to make with Caleb McBride, who mm-hmm. I believe is a free agent. Um, and, you know, I think there there could be a sense that, yeah, we need Kayla to come back, but Kayla might want to move on to a different situation. You know, we never know what these players are going through. So I, I right. think she may she may be moving on. And I wonder how, what they're going to do with Jackie Young as well because mm-hmm. I, I think her playoff performance in the last two years has been eye-opening in a bad way. I'm not sure. And she's a second-year player. So I don't want to get ahead of myself. But right. I need to see a little bit more from Jackie Young before I say, hey, you're now our, you know, starting point guard or our starting two mm-hmm. guard. Um, yeah, and I think yeah. – so I wonder if that is going to come into play. And I wonder if Liz Cambage is coming back to the WNBA. I bet if she comes yeah. back, she's most likely playing for the Aces. Um, she is a free agent. I, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if she's unrestricted. I'll have to check Richard Cohen's list on her hoops on her hoop stats. But for this team, just just from a macro perspective, do you think right. they are better off keeping everything going or making some some changes here? Well, that's a great question, Gabe. I, I truly think, you know, with, with the Olympics on the horizon for next yeah. summer, and, you know, that's going to, you know, change a lot for a lot of teams and, and you know, whether players are going to be available all season or if they're coming at all. So that's a big question mark for Cambage as well. But – I just think Cambage is a Cambage is an unrestricted free agent. I just unrestricted. On the, the okay. Her stats uh, free agency list, which okay. is fantastic. If you're if you want to keep track of this league, you have to use that. I promise you, that is the best resource. Absolutely, Sorry. no, no doubt. Oh no, you're good because I wanted to know that too. So that's that's definitely intriguing. But I think that you know, with Cambage missing this year, I, I think that she's if she will come back to the WNBA with all the international basketball and the Olympics and everything um, factoring into her decision, I'm sure. I Mm -hmm. I think she would definitely go back to the Vegas Aces. I think that, you know, she truly missed being with them this year, uh, just from the tweets that she was sending out during games and, you know, after the game last night, just in full support and encouraging her her teammates. I think there's a bond there that she feels like she missed out on. So I think if she does come back, I think she will stay there, but, you know, we've seen things happen that, that we didn't expect to. So I think with, with Jackie Young and McBride, like those two players, I mean, McBride can extend the floor. We've seen her do it. She just did not get in a good groove this season offensively. And that doesn't mean she's not capable, right? And I think I'm inclined to kind of say the same thing for Jackie Young in terms of her overall production, not necessarily yeah. like from range or anything, but just – you know, her role and the expectations of her in that role. I don't know if she met that this season. And and that's no slight to the skill set. I mean, she was the number one overall yeah. pick. This isn't a kid who can ball. Like, it's not like she's just like randomly there. So I just think, you know, sometimes it just takes everybody being all together 
And I think that's what Brianna Stewart was alluding to having all their pieces in place, like how much easier that is chemistry wise. So mm -hmm. I think with that being said, you want them all to come together before you make any rash decisions or mm -hmm. huge changes. Maybe there are some additions you can make, um, someone who can extend the floor on a consistent basis from three, uh, if they can pick up somebody mm -hmm. or, or make a trade somehow or, or make something work, but they, they have to get someone who can uh, be a threat from the outside. And, and that's also to take some pressure off of Wilson. You know, yeah. it won't be as easy to double down on her when you have dagger throwers <laughs> yeah. standing behind the three point line on her side. And it's going to be set up like that. Like you're going to set her up on the side, somebody who can knock down a three, right on a kick out. So you're not going to pinch down on it. So I just think you have to think about that. And um, if you're Bill Lambeer, um, you have to be pleased with what the team was able to do. And I know he wanted to win. So I'm not trying to say, you know, yeah. shake a hand, a good uh, moral victory, Bill. I, you know, I'm not saying that at all. But I'm sure that he, without the services of Cambage and Plum this year, I'm sure that he um, was pleased with the effort that um, he got from the players that he did have this year. Yeah. No, yeah, you got to be happy. You got to be happy. I mean, you got to the finals. Yes. Right. It, it really stinks right now. But right. you got to the finals. Like, we're, I'm not saying to blow it up. I'm just I'm, – I'm wondering, like, you know, yeah. what are – the decisions because Daniel Robinson's also a free agent too. Right, I, I mean, right. it, there's a there's there's a potential that this team could look very different next mm -hmm. season. And mm -hmm. the one request that you have for Las Vegas is let Carolyn Swords retire and have her little office party and not bring her back out <laughs> because she that woman has done so much for this team yeah. this season. Wow, let her warrior, yeah. <laughs> let her retire in peace and have a nice time doing whatever she wants to do next. Uh, I'll tell you what. I, hey, listen, if, if I'm in the office and somebody came up the steps and said, Hey, would you like to play? <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I'm playing. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like it's, it's yeah. hard to say no. Right. Cause you're once a baller, uh -oh. always a baller. You're always going to want to play. Right. Wait, you, you gotta watch out for that call play. from coach Tebow. Now I know and somebody at the door, I <laughs> get a seven day or something. Coach T like, I mean, seven minute, I would be a seven minute and not a seven day, but that's all right too. But I would play like, I, it would be hard to say no. Of course. Right? So yeah, it wouldn't be, I don't think it would be her knocking on the door to play if, but if they come knocking on her door, mm -hmm. she's going to open that thing up wide and say, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm going to play. You want me to play? I'm, I'm, I'm going out there. I'm going to do hey, it. I'm but uh, I'm sure yeah. Carolyn's the Carolyn probably still has uh <laughs> so some I mean she looked because she played 24 minutes last night she's 31 she, she did she could yeah. she could uh she could still play you know we'll uh yeah we'll see but if she wants to retire just please let her go <laughs> and off in in peace um the on the flip side the Seattle Storm obviously their goal is going to be to keep everyone together and but like mm -hmm. you mentioned Sue Bird's 40. She, as she, as you mentioned as well, there have she's gonna face questions now in this off season as to yeah. whether she's coming back. Mm -hmm. Is she gonna? How many more years does she want to play? So um, she is a free agent. Obviously, if she's gonna play, she's playing with the Seattle Storm. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Um, but there's you know Alicia Clark is also a free agent. Natasha Howard's also a free agent. Obviously, the team's gonna try to bring back every single one of the pieces from this group. Why? Because, yeah. again, they have been one of the best teams in the WNBA when they're all together. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, I could see a possibility where some team comes off with a big offer to, to one of these players, and maybe they, maybe they lose somebody. I mean, Sammy Whitcomb's a restricted free agent as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. She didn't play in these finals because uh, she, she was having a child, and congratulations to her. Um, yeah. Everything went well. I saw, I saw her on the – I think Australian TV. It was on Twitter. Um, yeah, super cute. Uh, yeah. So, but for Seattle, um, do you? There's the thing that that Pat Riley always says, and there's always a Miami Heat saying for everything that happens in basketball. <laughs> um, but Pat Riley coined the term "the disease of me." Yes. And or the disease of more. It's been disputed as to what he actually says. <laughs> um, but there's the, there's this thought that after success is when is it, it is hardest to succeed because yes. players start thinking well i want more money i want more points i want more rebounds i want more minutes 
Yep. This year, Seattle was able to avoid all that because of, of their tremendous leadership structure and because of how selfless mainly Alicia Clark and Natasha Howard and Jewel Lloyd are. Um, right. I just wonder if there comes a point where some of these players say, hey, I want more. And maybe that situation isn't here in Seattle. Do you think that's possible? Or if you're a player, you're just like, I want to win, and this is where I'm going to win. Oh, it's beef for me. I, hey, I want to win flat yeah. out. And I, I that, know that, you know, the, yeah, the disease of me is, is, a, is a real thing. It's a real thing. And, and we've seen it. And I've seen it on all levels and all genders. Uh, you know, it is there. And, you know, when you have the right people in your ear, uh, like a Sue Bird, <laughs> like, uh, you know, these, these veteran leaders, like a Carolyn yeah. Swords, you know, uh, they understand what it takes. And it's not about going somewhere and doing it, trying to do it by yourself. It's staying in the boat and keep mm -hmm. rowing it. Right. And I think yep. that's what Seattle has been able to do. And it's been most impressive to see, you know, getting all the pieces back in the puzzle and coming in and, and dominating the postseason the way they did this year. I think that just speaks volumes. And if you're a part of that, I don't see how you would want anything other than that. Oh, how would you want anything other than that? Like the, the level of success and the chemistry and, you know, just, I don't need to do it all by myself. I don't want that pressure anyway. I want to be able to be on a team that is tough to stop all of us at once. Right. You, you've seen mm -hmm. the, um, the example of, you know, your fist is more powerful than an open hand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they're a fist right now. They're a fist right now. And it, it just has a, a heavier impact on opponents when they're clicking and flowing the way that they did in the postseason in particular and all season long for real. But in the postseason, I just, you know, those 33 assists, I'm going to keep saying that because it was just so incredible. Yeah, I, incredible. I just think that it's like, you know, they were just moving that ball. Like there were just some clips you know, of that game and the ball. I don't know how many passes they had in, in those possessions, but it was more than one and take a shot. But, you know, that's yep. a contested shot. It was like that ball was in, out, in, in, out shot. And, and they were swinging it, swing, swing, threes, swing, swing, entry pass, layup, cut hard. Um, you know, they were just so purposeful with, with how they operated together. And just, you know, with Sue Bird getting those assists, I guess she have 16, you mm -hmm. know, and just her wisdom on the floor and to say, hey, if you take that cut, I'm going to put it right in your pocket. All you have to do is take it up. And that's what Stewie was doing. And it was so and, pretty to watch. It was beautiful. And Drew Lloyd, too. Drew Lloyd had a couple where I was oh, like, yeah. how did how did you do that? Yeah. You know, like what? Did, yeah. what I, and sometimes I watch, especially Jewel um, and Su Sue's like more surgical. Like I see like Sue's yeah. like, okay, this is what I do. You're going to do this. This person's going to move here. That rotation goes there. So I'm going to this pass right here. But Jewel mm -hmm. Lloyd sometimes has these moments where I'm like, how did you even think <laughs> to, to throw that pass in that situation? She had one yeah. in transition yes, where, yes. where Stewie was at like just past the three-point line. And there's like four Las Vegas aces. From mm -hmm. Jewel's standpoint, it looked like there was 18. Like there was just right. a sea of hands. And she was <laughs> like, yeah, I'll throw that. And she just right. Zoom, right into right yeah. into Stewie. Um, yeah, so I mean, yeah, that's why it, they call her the Gold Mamba, you know, for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the, it was beautiful basketball. It was beautiful. It, it was it was gorgeous, and it's like exactly what every team in basketball now is trying to do, except for the Las Vegas Aces, who they just want to pound the ball inside. But that's right. that's neither here nor there, and they work for them. So, um, but right. every team in basketball is trying to whip it around, get shots from the outside. Speaking of that, if you recall last year, we were saying some very similar things about the Washington Mystics. Yes, we um, were. In very similar ways, right? Like you, you have Elena Deladon, who, much like Brianna Stewart, is one of the best basketball players in the world. You have a floor general in, in I, I guess we could say Sue Bird and, and Christy Tolliver are, are kind of in the similar boat. I don't know how you want to do that. It's probably Jewel Lloyd and Christy Tolliver are the comparison. Yeah, a little bit Sue, more, yeah. Sue and Natasha distributing. You have all this wing talent. You have tremendous defense. And you have a culture that is all about winning. Yeah. And both these teams, I think, had that same sort of togetherness, the, the Umbutu, yes. right? Yeah. Um, yes. So my question here, 
which one of these teams would win? I'm not talking about the current iteration uh, of, uh, you know, I'm not saying the Mystics, if they had everyone, they whatever. I'm talking about last year's 2019 champion, Washington Mystics. Mm -hmm. We tie it. We teleport them through time to today. They take on the Seattle storm who wins in a five game series. Man, it's definitely going five games, number one. You oh, know? for sure. Uh, it's definitely going five games, and it may even be a double or triple overtime in that game five. Mm-hmm. Like, I just think if you're looking at last year's championship team here in D.C. and matching it with this season's uh, champion in Seattle, I just think they they pretty much mirror one another yeah, with really the style and with the, the key components in terms of skill. I mean, you're talking about Emma Miesemann. You're talking about uh, Latoya Sanders, and then mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah, so yeah, no, no new players. So I was gonna say Tina Charles, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, we, no don't, we, Charles, we didn't, no, we didn't we have her Tina. last year. I get it. <laughs> I can dream, right? So I was just adding her. But um, but yeah, if you're looking at that team with Cloud and then Tolliver, Atkins, Powers, cool. I mean, the list goes on and on. And I think it would just come down to who's making shots. Yeah. Who's making shots and, you know, who's getting boards? I think with, you know, Natasha Howard, I think that's, that was a good matchup for uh, Sanders. I think when you're looking at a player like Stewie, I, I love the matchup with she and Miesemann, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, you had Clark, you know, who was kind of guarding everybody, right? Because she's so versatile defensively. She could probably guard, you know, four or five players in the mix uh, for the Mystics, but, you know, she's very disruptive, and she would probably be sitting on Elena Deladon and not allowing her to touch the ball, even though she's yeah, giving up some size. I, I think that would be intriguing as well. But I think, oh, who would win it is the bottom line. I know you asked me that, so I'm kind of, you know, trying to wiggle myself to the answer here. Well, we could talk. We could talk a little <laughs> bit more about the matchups because I. I, oh, I good, wonder... good. I, good. 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 Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll get. I'll give you an out here now. But um, <laughs> I'm just trying to think. Like, I think I probably put. Natasha Howard on Elena Deladon because I want I mean I think I think Natasha I don't know god this is so hard it is because like I don't, I don't know how you match up on the other side either because you don't right like Emma Emma and, and EDD are tremendous players and they both actually showed a lot of improvement last year on the defensive end but mm-hmm. I don't want either of them having to run around with Brianna Stewart I'd rather have Latoya Sanders do that because yes. she's the most versatile defender um, in, on Washington's team and one of the most versatile in the league. So I'd probably, I'd, I'd probably put EDD. I don't know. I guess, I guess Misamin and, and Clark would be my matchup. Okay. Um, but man, that's tough. That is, that, this is, is tough. This is tougher than what I first thought of it. Um, See, Cause you have great. AP, you have AP as well. Aerial powers, like, she can she can d up on on Jewel Lloyd I think I think Kirsty Tolliver and Sue Bird's a good matchup going both ways honestly um, yeah. but maybe you want to stick Natasha Cloud on Sue Bird to take away some of her passing angles and some of her yeah. right yeah. so Cloud is such an understated defender like can we talk about that like yeah. we won't, I mean we talk about how she can set the table offensively for the Mystics but wow mm-hmm. I mean. We're talking about a player who was a three-time defensive team member when she was at St. Mm-hmm. Joe's. I mean, this is a kid who can flat out defend, and she can move her feet. She, like you said, takes away angles, takes away uh, sweet spots, and you know gets long into arms gaps. Too. Yeah, long arms, just a tall guard, but she can move laterally, and she's great with her anticipation skills. So, and we haven't even talked about Atkins and where she was. No, we haven't. All that, and then and then you know, they they just have so much depth. And, and speed. And it would be about, you know, I, I know I said it would be the team that made the most shots, but I think it would come down to possessions gained defensively yeah. and having more opportunities to score, right? So the better defensive team, I think, is the question we're looking to answer here. I, uh, I wonder also, like, <laughs> that's the, other thing, the other thing that's like, like, we have all this data now on what Maisha Highlands Allen can do. I know. And if, I don't know if I, in my, in my hypothetical time travel experiment, like, do we gate, <laughs> do we continue to have all of that knowledge? Because right. I think I might play her. I mean, because yeah. Tiana Hawkins was tremendous last year, but exactly. I would try to give Maisha Highlands Allen some minutes, especially if she, 
has to has to play in the post against some Sasha Howard or, or even um you know play a little point forward to to give Seattle a different look at times oh god yeah I'm in that's a deep squad in both of them I mean you're looking both at Seattle I mean they have depth so it's like all right who can stay out of foul trouble number one who can knock in shots but who can get the most stops who can board better who can create live ball turnovers and score in transition on runouts? I mean, and Jor- and those- Jordan Canada yeah. killed. She killed. I mean, from maybe this, I'm looking at her stats now to make sure I'm not saying. No, I guess she didn't. But defensively, she wrecked a lot of what uh, Washington did last season in their regular season matchups. Like she was reading those passing lanes, and she was always one step ahead. And Mercedes Russell yeah. had some good games against DC as well. Um, last mm-hmm. season, obviously, very different teams. Now with Stewie, right? Oh, do you want me to make my pick first? Is that? Is yeah, that you make your at? pick first. Okay, yeah, fine. you go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Um, it's hard. It's hard to pick against the team we just saw win by. I, what? What is this? Uh, Thirty-three points in game in the, in the last game of the WNBA Finals against a team that I think is pretty good. Right. Um, I think because of how well Sue Bird is playing and how well Jewel Lloyd is playing, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go with Seattle because I just don't – I think th- there's two – EDD and Emma Mieseman in those matchups are going to struggle defensively. I think running around with Stewie or trying to trying to D up Natasha Howard um, – on the perimeter or even in the post for Emma Miesemann is going to be a little bit of a challenge. Uh, and I think, you know, obviously this is all painted with, with the, the recency bias of what's happened. Sure. I'm going to go with Seattle in five games. OT in that last, in the last game too. So, all right. What do you got? Uh, I just think Washington has too many dogs. I, I just, you know, Maybe. powers, cloud, Atkins, Deladon fired up. Oh man, I, sh- I I just think they have too much. I just think they have too much to to deny them. I think it's definitely going to go five games. I think it's definitely going to mm-hmm. go OT or two or three. But I think uh, I think the Mystics would would etch them just by the depth of the dogs in them. <laughs> I think Tolliver and she gets going. I mean, my God, I I can't I can't discount yeah. that. I, I hate picking against Miss Tolliver. I know. That's what I'm saying. And then you have Misaman, who just went completely off mm-hmm. in the finals last year. I mean, man, I can't. I can't go against them. I can't go against them. And it's not because I'm, we're from here, blah, blah, blah. I'm just looking at, I'm looking at the roster, and I'm putting a check mark, you know, next to their yeah. name, and I'm writing down the word dog. Uh, Ariel Powers, check mark, mm-hmm. dog. Tolliver, check mark. Dog. Dog, <laughs> all the way down I think the list. The Seattle has some dogs too. I just, I, I do they think do. like, it, yeah, we can't discredit the fact that we did. We spent a lot of time in the locker room last year with this team. We did, and they, and they like actually love each other. There are not yep. like a lot of teams when you win a championship, everyone says, "Oh, we love each other so much." And this is, you know, I, w- I, I, I did some stuff in the Heat locker room when they were winning titles of the Big Three. It wasn't the same. It wasn't that they like that team actually loved each other and like really, really had great chemistry and, and just mm-hmm. loved hanging out with each other. Um, but yeah, I, I just, from it, I'm going, I'm trying to be like objective. So I'm going to, I am, I think just <laughs> Seattle has a little bit more defensive talent. Um, okay. But man, if EDD's healthy too, right? Like, <laughs> right. Listen, I'm telling you, a good back, a good knee, a good nose. I mean, come on now. <laughs> yeah, you got to factor all that in for Deladon. <laughs> we we just need we need this matchup next year. We need this matchup next year. That's the bottom line. That's it. that's everything we need. It, it's just yeah. No shade. No shade to any of the other teams, right? Because no, no. Connecticut, well, Connecticut's going to take this as shade, no matter what we say at this point. They're already mad that we have said this, that we have made this comparison, that we haven't brought them up until just now. Um, yeah. I did buy I did buy a disrespect the the disrespect C T shirt though. You did I you know, I don't know where that came from because I mean they're a great team. Kurt Miller is so good. I mean, sometimes you need a rallying cry and I I don't know who disrespected it, them. 
but don't do that. Like all, the, all these teams deserve the utmost credit and respect. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes when you, you know, when you're clicking along and you kind of need a motivator on the whiteboard, nobody respects you. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, hey, let's get some shirts made up. I don't know if that's how it went. They, but well, so I mean, you, you remember the thing, lot. The thing last year was that someone before the playoffs, Jasmine Thomas was on ESPN and one of the anchors who doesn't really cover the team, like they doesn't really yeah, pay attention. I saw that. She, that, that, <laughs> that man, because of course it's a man, that man said, uh, you guys are a team that has a lot of role players and not stars. And I think yeah. everyone in the WNBA said, no! Like, don't why do that. Gonna, yeah. Why are you going to give yeah. Alyssa Thomas that juice? Like, why? Yeah. Why would you say these things? If that um, was the, if that was it, then I'll, I, yes, I, I was watching that live and I was, I was like, oh my God, I was cringing. I think my eyes were fully <laughs> shut for a good 10 seconds. Like, ah, don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. But I think it was Jasmine's face that did it for me once I opened my mm -hmm. eyes and she just kind of looked down at the desk, like. Do I tell right. him or <laughs> just stay in the moment and not say anything? Yeah, I think, okay. Nah, I take that back trying to figure out where it came from. I, I think it definitely was that. Right. It it's definitely too, was it's that. Too late. It's too late, though, Chris. You've already disrespected them. You'll be in the tweet next year. Shoot. I know. You know, and Jasmine knows I love her. You know, we go way back. She and my daughter share a birthday. They're birthday oh, really? twins. Oh, yeah, September 30th. And, um, yeah, so... It's all good. That's my DMV. baby. She's one of the DMV babies. <laughs> DMV zone. Uh, but yeah, obviously. So yes, there are a lot of great teams coming back. Connecticut, Chicago. Uh, we'll see what, what LA looks like next year. They may be very different. Minnesota, yeah. Phoenix. I mean, every single team is coming back next year stronger. Uh, and if yeah. we have a somewhat normal season, we're going to see some fireworks because it's going to be, gonna be awesome. It's going to be awesome. awesome. But that matchup, though, I think we just left a lot of questions for a lot of fans to be listening in mm -hmm. and trying to figure out, you know, the matchups and, and who would win that game. Yeah. I think that's a that's a valid question, you know, we'll that's see. tough to answer. Tough to answer. <laughs> yeah, well, and we'll have to see. I mean, like, obviously, Elena Daldon is um, we she seems that seems that all her rehab is going great. That's what yeah. uh, that's what the word is. Um, yeah. And she's one of the hardest working people in the league and she's one of the yep. toughest. So I think we'll hopefully we'll see 100% of her Natasha cloud. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She is, she's a free, she's a free agent, but because she opted out uh, for social justice reasons, she can't negotiate with another team. So she's going right. to come back uh, most likely unless they trade her, which I don't think they'd ever do. In, no, in no, no. DC. And, and, and powers too. They need to resign powers. Yes. That's what Mike Tebow said. That's the one thing that, it's at the top of our list to do business-wise, and that's to get Ariel Powers re-signed. Yeah, yeah. Is she? I'm, I'm checking if she's a restrict. I want to say she's. Oh, she unrestricted. Oh no. She's. I believe she's unrestricted. Yeah, she's unrestricted along with Emma Miesemann, yeah. um, and Tiana Hawkins. Um, but Miesemann, Miesemann, I'm not. We're not sure if she's coming because, like you said, it's the Olympic year. She's very committed to her Belgian team. Um, so we'll have to see if she's if she's going to be back in in 2021. If a lot of the the international players are going to be back in 2021, that's tough, man. And the thing about it, you know, it it would have been all right if it everything had you know right. happened the way that it did with the virus and the bubble and and all of this, uh, you know. But here we here we sit, right? And we mm -hmm. just have to deal with reality of it, and and it makes it difficult. And I know, you know, you're you only get a couple of chances to play for your country and you just it's hard to say no to that you know it's yeah. hard to sacrifice that opportunity uh when you don't know uh how everything's going to unfold so yeah I, I don't envy any of the international players who have to make that kind of a choice it's gonna be tough it's gonna be tough and um but man, we have so much. We have so much time. I've, I just got into free agency mode. I need to back off. I need to like take a second because I'm like, okay, we have now. Like now, right, let's get to February. But it's like we have college. We have the draft lotto. Then we'll have free agency. Then we'll have hopefully the tournament. Then we'll have the draft. And then we'll be back for the WNBA season if everything goes according to plans, which hopefully it will.
Um, I know. I hope so. I know. I can't wait till college season two. We got. We're gonna yeah, do. You know fun. what? Let's let's tease it. N- next week we're talking some college hoops. Even though I don't, I have not <laughs> been watching college basketball since I left college. But I'll, I'll get back into it. Yeah. No, it's gonna be fun. You know, I'm seeing all these uh, tweets and IGs and all these mm-hmm. videos of the players in the gym with mask on and yeah. and working hard and. You know, it's just, you know, we're talking about these windows of time for the Olympics and and such for these pro players, but wow, the windows of time for these college players is small, right? You don't have any redos necessarily. And here you are, here's your moment. And and this is what it looks like. And this is how we're going to get it off the ground. So yeah, really intriguing to see how it's going to look this winter on the collegiate level. But, you know, the kids are chomping at the bit, you know, the coaches are chomping Mm -hmm. at the bit and, you know, they all want it to be done in a safe way, you know, in yep. a safe manner. So I think that's going to be fun to watch. No question about it, but I think it's going to, uh, it's going to be challenging. It's going to be challenging, but everybody involved is competitive minded. So you're going to get the, the best out of everyone in terms of trying to make it work and sustain it in terms of safety. Oh, and we have overseas game. We, have, we all the players that we just mentioned are still playing or probably going to still play in the overseas. I games. know. Yeah, so. they're over there. They're already there. It's insane, right? They get yeah. like a coffee break and then they're on the flight going, you know, mm-hmm. across the across the globe, you know, for the love of the game. So you got to respect that as well for these WNBAers. You know, they're not going home and going to Cancun or whatever. And like, one, two, three, Cancun doesn't happen one, two, three, unless there's Cancun. a team there. No, they're just, you know, they're not on vacation out here. And I know the, the hurricane hopefully is not um, yes. doing bad things there right now, but you know, it's not vacation time for a lot of these WNBA players. So you know, it's back to work, back to the grind and get back on the court. Yeah. And it'll be back to work for us too. We, we, I have to do, I got, I got to study up. I got to study up. I got so much. I got to figure out where all the players are overseas. I got to figure out these, the, the off season projections. I got to figure out what college basketball is now. Um, yeah. Because, you know, when I was watching, we had, Canes had Shanice Johnson and Raquana yeah. Williams back oh. when I was in school. Um, Bay so Bay now I got to figure out. Bay Bay, I mean, that, those teams were amazing. Um, were. But, you know, I got to figure out a whole new, I got to figure out, I got to, maybe I got, we got to get Katie Meyer. We got we to yes. call her. That's my girl now. You know, we go way back, you know. Oh, yeah? We have to, we have to chat. Yeah, the Katie's, oh, we played against each other in college and all that. And really? Then, yeah, on the broadcasting side, you know. She's just, she's the sweetest. She is the sweetest and uh, the most um, inclusive, you know, coach that, that I have been around in terms of just being around the team. And, you know, I went down there. I, I know we were on the podcast and everything, but I will tell you this one story about Miami. Uh, I went down there to cover a game, obviously beautiful Coral Gables. And, you know, I went to the shooting practice that morning. And it was a Sunday, I believe. So they had like a brunch for the, the players in the back of the arena. And, you know, as broadcasters, we always just kind of, all right, thanks for the time. And then hit Starbucks or whatever and, and grab a snack, come on back to the arena for the game and whatnot. And she's like, do you want to stay? Do you want to come come in and, you know, just have brunch with us with French toast and all, you know, everything Ooh. was popping. That's like my favorite too. And I was like, oh my God, I have French toast. So I, you know. <laughs> But that's, you know, and I'm sitting there with them and breaking bread with them and it's a game day and I'm the broadcaster, you know what I mean? And there was like, there was so much transparency and not that other coaches are hiding things and, and other people I've offered, I I was like, no, no, that's okay. But I think since I knew Katie a little bit, I'm like, sure, yeah, I'll come back there with you guys. And um, just to see the camaraderie of teams, you know, if you've ever been on a team, you know, you miss that part of it. So just Mm -hmm. to kind of see that dynamic you know, as a fly on the wall, it was really fantastic. And they had a chaplain come in and, and uh, get them mentally prepared for the game. And it was just, it was an awesome, awesome opportunity to see the, you know, the underbelly, you know, instead of them running out in the smoke, you know, with the music blaring and and that's all you see, like, no, you get to really see what they're talking about, see why they're laughing. And you kind of miss those laughs, you know, as you, uh, as you see them experiencing their college days, it takes you back. So it, it was fun, but yeah, Katie Meyer, definitely. We got to hit her up and, and get her on here as a we guest. Do. That would be too much fun. Once college the, season starts. I, uh, so I walked by, I, when I was, when I was like a sophomore or a junior, I don't remember. 
I was like walking by the uh, the practice facility, and oh, I yeah. heard her just yelling at someone. And then I was always intimidated by her, even though she is like the <laughs> nicest person. She was always super nice she to me. Is. But I heard her yelling at someone. I was like, I, I do not ever want to be on that side of things. So I'm gonna make sure I am exactly proper and good in all of my interviews and anything we ever did. Um, yeah. And luckily we had we had great teams too. Um, but yeah. so we got we got a lot of stuff to get into. So y'all keep we it. We do. Like just keep 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 talking to us. Keep it keep That's it tight. here. We're gonna be back here every week, and you know it, I think we're gonna have some good we're gonna have great stuff. We do have what like it, it's until November twenty fifth. 25th yeah that's yeah. the that's the date i have circled with a big fat red sharpie on my calendar like <laughs> ready for the college season to start but yeah a lot of great times ahead in hoops for us now that the uh, WNBA is is sadly over but what a great summer and and not just the hoops part of it but the voice and and the collective unity of the WNBA just standing tall and strong and, and unified. It was just a beautiful sight to see. And so kudos to all the, the players, uh, Kathy Engelbert, uh, all the broadcasters, the Holly Rowe down there and Michelle Vopel down in the, in the bubble. And, and I don't know, everybody just sacrificing so much away from their families and uh, for the sake of the love of the game and the bigger, broader picture of it all. And, you know, Brianna Taylor on the back of every single Jersey this summer mm. was, was amazing and I don't know it, it's just it's just obviously bigger than ball and the ball was amazing uh and to you know just open up that scope and and the dynamic of of what these women can do and will continue to do in terms of lifting up others and, and bringing everyone together in, in harmony um it, it was just it was yeah. just unmatched it was unmatched Gabe it was it was beautiful no, it was. And, and on that note, make sure you get out to vote. Everyone can vote. Yes. Everyone can oh, vote. Oh, man. In, in Virginia, you can vote early. If, you, if you're in another state, uh, check. What's the website, Christy? It is whenweallvote.org. And I believe Virginia, the last day that you can register to vote is October 13th. And that's next okay. week. So if you haven't done that yet, man, you better get to step in. And get mm -hmm. to whenweallvote.org and double check and make sure you're good because this is going to be uh, an amazing time for all of us. So, and today, Gabe, was an amazing time to so talk nice. hoops and tie a bow on the WNBA season that was absolutely sensational and exciting in so many ways, just layers to it. And I can't wait to continue to chat hoops with you next week courtside here we have so much to talk about with college season uh, right around the corner and off-season moves and changes in the WNBA so much to discuss so we hope you guys come on back to the courtside with me Christy Winter Scott and Gabe Ibrahim we will see you then right here on the Her Hoop Stat Broadcast Network for more Courtside with Christy and Gabe. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.